On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had a chance to chat with Ben Liebowitz from West and Willow. Man, what a great conversation. Uh, West and Willow is a really nice aesthetic um, pet portrait company. Um, they've only been around for a year and uh, they are massive. They've done incredible things. Uh, I, I actually am astounded at their growth uh, and think that they really found a niche um, that wasn't being served by some of their other competitors. Uh, you guys are really going to get a lot out of this one. Before we begin, we wanted to let you know some really exciting news and something that we've never talked about before on the podcast. Our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. Now, on to today's episode. All right, I am here with Ben Liebowitz from West and Willow. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's uh, like every good interview. I know the interview is going to go well when it's already been 10 minutes of chatting and I'm like, oh, we got to get going. Let's right. let's start talking about this stuff that, uh, yeah, it just seems like really, really good stuff. You guys have grown immensely over the last year and I'm super excited to hear your story. So um, be before we get started, Ben, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a native New Yorker, grew up, raised here, went to school here and worked here. And I, before I started Weston Willow, I worked in advertising for 10 years. I worked for some pretty big firms and I worked on uh, brands from L'Oreal Paris Cosmetics to Johnson & Johnson to doing spirits brands. And I was working on, I specifically specialized in digital and social media. And in fact, I had one of the first social only titles at Club Monaco, I, were, I was their social media manager. Club Monaco is a, under Ralph Lauren clothing brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was their first like person in the marketing department they had hired with a social title. So, which I what, guess what, now what I year was that? Feel old. Yeah, two thousand twelve. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The birth. <laughs> yeah, and when big brands suddenly I, were like, "We, what is the social thing? We, we got to get on this." Correct. Oh yeah. I remember I was like, I think we should do Twitter ads. And they said, do you know how to do them? And I said, no clue. And they said, <laughs> if you learn, we'll give you the budget to spend on Twitter ads. And I was like, cool. Yeah, nice. you know, that was like, that was the way it was. And, you know, looking on Pinterest for content to repost, that was social media. Yeah. And it's just crazy to see how far it's come. Yeah. So anyway, I did that. I quit my full-time job working in advertising five years ago. And then I started out on my own uh, doing consulting and you know, kind of having like a pseudo agency on the side and really just focusing on the things that have built my brand, which are social media, branding, content, and paid media. So when I happened across the business model of Weston Willow, which is a print on demand business model, I said, yeah. wow, this is so interesting. And that, that lit a fire in me that I had never experienced before. 
and I was fiercely determined to make a business work. And, you know, that's just like the business side of it. And, and I said, you know, I can figure out the business that, that seems pretty straightforward logistically. Right. And what I have it, on, on my side and my favorite is all this marketing background. And oh, totally. It helps so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, and hence, you know, being a dog lover and, and growing up with dogs, you know, my family had rescues and goldens growing up and I, I was literally looking for a pet portrait. My mom is an artist and she draws always would draw our family dogs and she drew my dog Zoe like pencil and it took her hours and hours and hours and I was like this is so cool I wonder if there's a way to get it done in like sort of like a commoditized way and my search led me to nothing that piqued my interest as a consumer for a modern stylish pet portrait and that was the sort of that's how it happened okay cool so you went to like some of your now probably competitors and felt like Man, you guys are missing the mark as far as aesthetic is concerned. Is that is that kind of what what you were thinking or delivery? Like, what was yeah. that gap that you felt like you could somehow fill? What where did you get the audacity to fill that gap? I didn't think that I was going to fill gap at the time. I saw that there was an opportunity. I never was like we're going to become the modern pet portrait brand that we are yeah. now. And I, I never thought that that was the trajectory. I just thought. It's not, it doesn't exist. I just, I discovered this business model and I'm going to make it work and I'm going to put in, you know, my due diligence and I'm going to try really hard and I'm not going to give up because I kind of have a personality that gets really super excited about something in the beginning. And then I kind of fizzle away and I said, Ben, don't do that. (laughs) And I kind of felt it happening because, you know, it's hard to start, you know, your ads don't work the first day and you want them to, you know, you put so much emphasis on day one of launching and totally, it's really yeah. hard to keep that momentum going as a solo entrepreneur to be inspired every day. It's really, really hard. So, um, you know, I, again, I saw the opportunity and I, I just, I, I worked to make it into something. And that was really my goal. Cool. Cool. What was the point where, where you saw, I mean, cause you're only a year in right now and you guys have had like tremendous growth. I really hope people are inspired by, by hearing that, like, there, they, it really has been massive, massive growth. Where was that point where you're like, oh man, this is something. We're, we're going to be a competitor of, of the other big guys. I don't really want to name them, but if, yeah. if you're in the, the, you know, the pet portrait space, you probably know who these other people are. <laughs> it was, it was not, it, you know, during the holiday of last year, which we were very new, I noticed we were, when I first started, we would get like a three X on our ad spend and around yeah. holiday, it was like 10, 12, 15 X on our minimal yeah. ad spend. And were you and, running your ads at this point? Yes. Yourself? Yes. Okay. And I, I was super excited because I launched with my friends and family do the ads were my friends and family opening up a portrait of their dog cool. and reacting that yeah. those were our ads and those ads, I mean, any media buyer's dream I've come to learn literally lasted and performed really well for until January. Like I didn't have to change a thing. I didn't so have no creative anything. refreshes for like three months in there. None that were needed. I tried a little bit. I tinkered, but those ads just the, those, the, that was my business for, yeah. for the first few months in January things fell off a cliff and I was like, "Mm, I got a little discouraged and I felt this is a, is really a seasonal business. It's not really a long-term sustainable year round business. 
And I was, I, I honestly, I was like really discouraged. Like we, we weren't even profitable in the first few months because we had like holiday returns and issues or things weren't shipped on time, which is, you know, worst nightmare, worst case. And, and you're just starting a business. So correct. like there's all of these expenses that you incur, especially in the beginning yeah. for, for setup and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the, the inflection point was it's very obvious. I changed my ads. <laughs> I just, I, I injected new creative into okay. our ad account. And then all of a sudden we're back to a three, four X and, and I was like, wow, okay, actually we're not that seasonal. You know, were we doing 10 X? No, but I would, it was fine, you know? Yeah. And I started but at that point, you're pro- I'm assuming you're profitable at that point. Oh yeah. Oh, we've been yeah. profitable since one. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the, then I started to invest more as I saw that this was profitable and continued to be grow. I started to invest more and I hired uh, PR consultants. I hired SEO. I hired an agency to run my media and my creative. And yeah. that was the turning point. Mm, awesome. the turning point. So it late winter, early spring of this year. Awesome. That's great. Uh, as being a, you know, for, for those of you who listen to the podcast for a while now, uh, will know um, I own a brand, run a brand, and also um, own and run an agency as well. Can you talk to me about what you looked for at that level in an agency? Because um, I feel like a lot of our listeners uh, out there are probably in that phase where it's like, ah, do I hire an agency? We actually, we had a podcast, oh, must have been two or three months ago now. I wish I had the episode uh, um, title for you, but you can look back of when to hire an agency. How about for you? What was that process like? Because it's really hard to give up control. I, even for me, like I really that's hard. probably why I have an agency because I don't want to give anyone else control. <laughs> yeah. And I am controlling in every aspect. So it was very hard. And if any of my friends are listening, they're, they're laughing, but I, I, I had, Coming from the agency world, I when I was evaluating agencies, I was like, I really, I know what it's like to work for an agency. I know what it's like to show a client a song and dance, and you know, prospective client, and to be like, this is what we're going to do for you. And I basically was like, let's cut through the crap and show me literally how you're going to grow my business and yeah. make so sure you're looking at tactics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I needed somebody to run my ad account. I need somebody to to keep up with it and to make sure that it was healthy so that I could grow a legitimate long-term business that was not, that was not reliant on the success of my Facebook campaign. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to stop running my Facebook ads and my Instagram. So when I, I not because you couldn't, not because you couldn't do a good job because there's more important things that a CEO needs to do than running their ads. Correct. And, and my, my agency in the, in our romance period of the beginning, you know, you know, before <laughs> I signed with them, they said that to me and it stuck with me and they, and they were right, you know, and, and honestly, you're giving me too much credit. I could not do as good of a job as they do. I do not, I did in retrospect, I had no idea what I was doing and yeah. I just kind of yeah. was lucky. I really was just lucky. I had some idea I had run media before, but the media I ran before was more like, you know, for fortune 500 companies that are okay mm-hmm. with awareness they're okay with engagement or video yeah. views. But I was like, I don't care if I get one like on that video, I want it to drive sales. Totally. You know, that's what it's about. So it's a lot different when your money is translating that way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, here's, here's what people need to know is that it's very important. The reason why you were able to be successful at, at first before an agency, in my opinion, is because you had a good offer. 
right? You had a product that people like, and that can take you a long ways, right? You can yes. put that offer in front of people and you're going to, one out of a hundred is going to like that offer and you get that click through and, and they'll convert on your site. Yeah. Um, but there, there really is a point, I believe, uh, and I don't know what exactly that point is in a business where it does make sense to move over. It's funny, two agency guys talking about hiring a different agency. And yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just a really interesting point. Um, we actually at our clothing company recently hired a conversion rate optimization agency, first agency oh, I ever hired. And man, has that ever been a difficult transition because I know the world so well. Yeah. And I'm like, why aren't you doing things like I would do them? <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, it comes to a point where it's like, can you really effectively do it as a business owner while, while working towards your North star? And you have to think is my North star just to make some extra cash and have that. And this be a, a cash flow for me, you know, until it dies. And that's completely an honest goal. You yeah. know, like some people start their e-commerce business and, and they're not trying to like have world domination. I'm not saying that I am, but for me, it was like, I want to make Wes and Willow bigger. I want to make Wes and Willow really hard to compete with. And I want to yeah. make Wes and Willow a, a, a brand. And that can't happen if I'm, you know, obsessing over Facebook or OS. Totally. I, I just want to, and I, I don't do this very often with my, my podcast guests, but I want to say like your competitor right now, after looking at your stuff should be very scared <laughs> because I feel like you've got something that really resonates with our age demographic yeah. um, and the people who now start to have money. Right. And, yeah. and that it makes a lot of sense why you guys have grown so big. So let's talk about a little bit of that growth. What does your operation look like from a high level? Hey guys, just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we are only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply to start the process today. Now, back to today's episode. Yeah, it's the operations is the scariest part. When I, when I first started, I did everything besides the actual illustration that has always been done by professional artists who work in, you know, various programs to make that happen. The, I would literally make the, once I got the raw file of the pet, I would make the poster in Photoshop and I would export the poster as a JPEG. And I so would you were doing it that first. everything for yeah, one month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No life. I worked 15, 16 hours a day. Literally, if we, and I would start to roll my eyes when I saw orders come in, I was like, tomorrow's going to suck because <laughs> yeah, I would be making yeah. the posters. But I said to myself, do this for one month and you, you, as a business owner, you need to right? like, I don't know if you've ever seen that show undercover boss where like the, the boss goes totally. in and that's like the, like the little guy jobs, right? Cause you, you become a better boss. So I was like, I want to do that. I want to make sure. Plus I didn't know who to hire and I just did it all and slowly started to get trust in like hiring other people. I was like, I'm always instantly paranoid that someone was going to, that I hire was going to come in and steal my business and replicate it. I've gotten way over that. And today we have over 60 freelancers who work on this business every day and all around the world virtually. And from an operation standpoint, I make sure that I don't treat these employees as 
contractors rather as transient or um, replaceable. We invest in them. We train them. We have we have um, you know guidebooks and training books. We have weekly calls. They have quarterly assessments. They have weekly check-ins with their managers. They have um, performance reviews. We make them feel exactly how I would make any employee feel at a, at a company that I used to work for. That's how we treat all of our employees. And it works. We have people that have been with me since day one who are obsessed with working with Weston Willow. They're happy. They train other people. And I am convinced that is what has led to our success because this is a very easy business to mess up as you scale. And it is very hard to keep everything organized. And there was no rule book. There was no guidebook. And, and even like I tried hiring a like production assistant or, you know, any sort of like somebody who is like organized and they kind of struggled with like, how do we keep everything organized? So mm. it, it was a challenge, but I'm happy to, to say that like we've gotten, we've made some great strides and it's working. That's amazing. So I, I've got a couple thoughts here. How do you maintain consistency with the portraits? Because that, that seems like that would be very difficult. Like you guys have an aesthetic that is, is absolutely beautiful, but how do you maintain that consistency across all of these, uh, let's call them employees. Yeah. Um, and all the people that, that work with you. Yeah. We have a lot of Google decks. <laughs> we have a oh, lot okay. of, uh, you know, if you get hired and you are a poster designer, you, you, you go through your onboarding is like, there's a 40 page Google deck that has things to look out for common issues we see from illustrators. We have, in you know, in our Photoshop files, we have, we have guides. We don't put the head above this, this guideline. If you know what Photoshop, you know what a guide is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we, we intentionally, it is not an accident that there's that much white space on our portraits. It's not an accident that the name is where it is. And it's not an accident that we, um, you know, crop how we do. And everything is done so that it is very objective. Very, very few times is it subjective. And it, it only is subjective when we do, you know, like a cute turtle uh, or a horse where it's like a little bit different on how we're going to frame it. And totally. I still to this day am the one that makes the call on those because, you know, we don't get as many of those compared to dogs and cats. But yeah, we, we worked on, on guidelines and, and, and playbooks and handbooks and reminders on, on how we uh, maintain quality in all of our products. Wow. That this, yeah, I, I'm just like, my, my mind is actually just spinning right now with what this operation must look like. Um, especially because I'm assuming everything's remote. Everything's remote. Yeah. Always, always has been, always will be. And, you know, it's funny once, you know, all the, uh, unfortunate events started to happen with COVID and, you know, people are working from home and scrambling for desks and, you know, workout equipment. I'm like, welcome, join the club. Yeah. everyone. This is, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're about to live the life, you know, but yeah, we, we, we are remote and um, we have, you know, worked on ways to make sure that we are fostering a team and community and, you know, that we have a Slack channel that's called positive vibes, which is, you know, cool. sounds corny, but um, you know, if it means we're sharing gifts or funny, customer, you know, finished portraits or a great review, we do it. Cool. That's awesome. I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is responsibility. There is a, I think there, your best friend in this business model is the business model, right? You don't own your inventory. 
I don't own anything that is not bought today in terms of like a customer buys a portrait. I don't own it until you buy it. And then I buy it tomorrow from my supplier. Yeah. That is a really easy business to scale because you don't have to think about, gosh, we need to, we need to replenish our inventory. So you can get greedy as a business owner and you can say like, let's keep pumping the, the, the ads. It's working, right? Let's, let's, let's do more and more influencers because it's working, but it's, it's dangerous because that those new customers and those new orders come with, you know, downsides and they come with more customer questions. And all of a sudden your, your customer service, you know, your, your reply average response time goes from five hours to five days and they're angry mm-hmm. and your quality assurance isn't kept up. So I would say my secret to scaling has always been responsibility. How am I, how am I, if I want to scale, what do I need to do first in order to make sure that we are doing it responsibly? And that means not hiring two extra customer service representatives when we realize the inbox is getting too full. It means hiring those two customer service representatives when we're comfortable with, mm. with, with what we have so that yeah. it, in the three weeks it takes them to get fully onboarding, onboarded, we are prepared for an influx of orders when we start to increase our ad spend or we start to try new marketing uh, channels. So that has been my approach from day one. It continues to be my approach. And I think it's an important, it's an important one to remember as a business owner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Really, really great stuff. I'm going to move on to our lightning round here, Ben. Uh, What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Uh, that's a good question. Well, we just started testing out SMS. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. If yeah. you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know, I'm an SMS junkie. So yeah, it is very interesting. I mean, we just sent our first campaign and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like I feel very angry for not doing it sooner. So <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. I'm like, oh, I'm late to the party. This is not good. I feel so <laughs> late. I feel so late. And cause it, I don't, it works period. Yeah. So that is my favorite. <laughs> and what, what are you using? What uh, software? We are in between, we're, we're, we're in between vendors. We are testing where, you know, we have unique solution of what we need. Um, so we're, we're testing the, the major ones. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, that's great. Actually, sorry, a quick question aside, this isn't as lightning-ish as I would like it to be. Um, but what I was interested in with your business is, um, is your customer lifetime value just that first, that first portrait that they, that they, um, they purchase, or is there something after that? Cause there that's is. a, that could be very difficult if it's just the first. Yeah. So this business is interesting because we we're about, we had a post-purchase survey. So after you check out, you got a survey and we, the question we had up for, I'd say six months was, are you purchasing for yourself or as a gift? Cause I was curious. I said, is, are we really just a gifting brand? And we're, we only were 60% gift, 40% purchasing for them themselves. So, which was interesting to me because if you are buying it as a gift, one, you've just given somebody marketing, right? Because they either want to buy, uh, buy it as a gift for someone else, or maybe they have another pet in their life and they want to buy it another one. And the person who gave it as a gift, perhaps they're a dog owner and they didn't buy it for themselves first. They bought it as the gift first. So we often see people come back 
and purchase for themselves after they've bought as a gift or vice versa. So we do see a lifetime value and we do see people coming back. And we've started launching our limited edition backgrounds that are hand illustrated, hand drawn, exclusive to Weston Willow. And those we see repeat purchases on Mm. our limited editions because they are seasonal. And, you know, we're about to launch our holidays, holiday editions. And I have a feeling that a lot of our customers who have our, you know, most popular white background, black frame are going to want to experiment with our holiday backgrounds that just like holiday decor, you, you, you put away and you take out every year around the holidays. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That's great. I didn't really think of that. So yeah. Um, but that's why I test everything. Right. <laughs> and yeah. why it's just so, so important. So that's great that you guys had the post post purchase survey. I've been hearing a lot of guests actually talking about how powerful that post purchase survey is. Yeah. There's so many things you can ask, you know, you can get so creative. Is there a particular app that you're using for that? Yeah. Grapevine. Grapevine. Cool. Awesome. Let's throw that in the show notes, Abby. Grapevine. Awesome. Ben, uh, another question. What is your favorite podcast that you're listening to right now? Uh, you know, maybe I'm a little bit biased cause they interviewed me, but I really do like the privy podcast and, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, they've had some great guests from, I, I think the CMO of Bombas was on it and, uh, yeah, I really like that one, I forget cool. what it's called, but it's synced to my app. My, my yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And Dave, Dave Gerhardt runs that yeah. one. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If, uh, anybody out there, you know, who's, who spends any amount of time on LinkedIn, follow Dave. He is just an absolute gem for uh, marketing advice and, and marketing thoughts and ponderings and stuff. Yeah. And I got one more question for you. If you could sit down with anybody who's alive right now for an hour, have a beer, have coffee, tea, water, uh, who would that be? I would want to talk to the CEO of Chewy.com. Chewy.com is not the cheapest place on the planet for pet products. They are not the only place on the planet for pet products. They are competing with Amazon, but because of their customer service, their reliability, the, the ease of use, they are a force to be reckoned with in the pet industry. And they kind of have a sort of similar Zappos model when it comes to customer service and I think that, you know, obviously their shipping times are competing with Amazon, but there's, there's something to be said about going to a place that specializes in something. And I believe a lot in like niche branding and niche, niche uh, e-commerce stores uh, are the most successful. And uh, yeah, so that they're inspiring to me and I've used them, I've referenced them before to my team in terms of customer service. So that would be my pick. I don't know who that is actually. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll try and have them on and then I'll make an intro to you. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Where can people find about uh, more about you and more about your company? Sure. So LinkedIn is the best place to connect with me, Ben Leibowitz, and westonwillow.com is our website and Instagram for a daily dose of cute dog and cat picture at the West Willow. Awesome. Awesome. We'll have all those in the show notes. Uh, Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.
Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.